episode of the Travel Our World podcast. This is episode three. My name is Martin, one of the hosts of this podcast. And of course, alongside me, as he is every podcast, it's my host. It's Damo. How are you doing, Damo? I'm very well indeed. Really excited about this podcast this week. Obviously, uh, also tying in line with the US Open, which is starting uh, tomorrow. So really looking forward to that. And uh, in case you hadn't guessed it, uh, we're going to be talking about golf and in particular golf travel this week. So maybe, Martin, you might want to just enlighten people a bit about what we're going to be discussing this week. Yeah, so this is the golf pod. This is probably one of Damo's uh, fa- uh, favorite <laughs> pods to do. He is a big golfer. Um, there is a reason why we called him Freebie Damo, and I'll divulge that a bit later mm. on. And it's got to do with his job in golf. So, yeah, we're going to be talking to some people that we know within the golf industry. This is going to be looking at the inside of the golf industry. We're going to get some insights about golf travel, uh, places to go. And uh, we've got two fantastic guests lined up. And so, Damo, who are these guests? Yeah, so we've got um, Jack Bowen, who works for prestigious uh, UK resort, um, previously hosted uh, several Ryder Cups. And also we've got Simon McKenzie, who is a representative for a global hotel chain based out in Spain. They also operate in the Caribbean and Latin America. So really looking forward to them. They both work in the golf industry. So really looking forward to hearing their insights and maybe secrets or trends about how people are booking you know when when's the right time to book when's a good time to sort of look for a deal etc so they'll be filling us in as we go along in the podcast i'm really looking forward to welcoming them haven't spoken to them both for a while and uh yeah can't wait yeah absolutely i haven't actually spoken to jack since i played golf with him in marrakesh if we remember that oh, one so that, that was a, a good trip what a course that was as well that was, so. that was fantastic and i haven't spoken to simon uh since last year so again be good to catch up but before we um get on with the on the pod how are you doing demo today how how's things uh yeah it's good yeah it's um well we so we're this uh wednesday today so like i said looking forward to the u.s open starting to, starting tomorrow uh rooting for rory i think he's done well around tory pines in the past and also looking forward to a round of golf myself at the weekend so hopefully get a chance to get out and um yeah hopefully all of our golfing friends will be listening to this podcast not just in the uk but we've had several people download all from around the world so let's hope that they share a mutual interest in golf like we do uh, so, ha- so how have you been martin yeah i'm good demo very well working hard so getting on with uh, my new role in uh, in golf back in golf travel on the uh, on the sales floor so thoroughly enjoying it yeah we we are seeing record numbers of people calling in wanting to play golf it's 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 um it's been it's been a lot of fun i have to say uh, a lot of uk golf looking good at the moment so jack will have some points of view on that and obviously we're looking at european golf now as well so looking forward to hearing simon's point of view on, on how things are from his side so um yeah positive my friend positive but it, you know it's all good i'm you're obviously currently away on holiday as uh, this podcast gets released um so i'm talking to you now but uh, i'm physically in cornwall so probably in a pub somewhere having had a great day out paddle boarding but lee said <laughs> Lee said the better. I think what we should do now, Demo, is um, actually one thing I just want to bring back. Obviously, at the uh, beginning of uh, last week's podcast, the round two, uh, well, the part two of the round table pod, um, we did mention, obviously, at the right at the beginning about the change in the traffic light system. Obviously, we'll bring you some more travel world news at the end of this pod about that. And obviously, we uh, had obviously wanted to point out that Portugal had been moved um, to the ambers at uh, the amber list. So it's worth just re-reminding people of that one in case they missed it um but um yeah so 
I think now is the time to bring in our guest, don't you think? Should we get on with it? Definitely. Without further ado, let's bring him in and uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Here we are, Demo, with our, our second, uh, our third episode, and our second set of guests as we've just introduced them. And um, really excited about this podcast to talk all about golf. So, Demo, why don't we introduce them? I can see them on screen; they're raring to go. And uh, let's get to know a bit more about them. Yeah, well, I'm not not quite sure. I think there's a few petrified faces, but uh, no, no. <laughs> with us here, we've got uh, Jack Bowen, and we've also got Simon McKenzie. So, Jack, um, maybe just tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and uh, what you do within the golf industry. Thanks, Damo. Yeah, so uh, I work as the account director for a, a Ryder Cup venue. Uh, I look after the business development side from a corporate perspective, uh, alongside the membership, golf days, leisure golf days. Uh, traveling up and down the UK uh, and keeps keeps me out of trouble. Um, and uh, Simon, what about yourself? Just tell us uh, where you're based first of all, uh, because you're actually we're actually yeah. dialing in overseas, aren't we? Yeah, that's that's right. I'm I'm based in a town called Chiclana de la Frontera in the uh, Cadiz province of Spain. This is the southwest southwest of Spain. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. area indeed. And and Simon, just tell us a, a bit more about yourself about what you do within your organisation. Okay, so I'm the uh, the golf sales director for uh, Europe and Northern Africa. So the properties that we we put in a portfolio, or the hotels that we we have uh, near to or with golf on site, uh, is is part of that portfolio that uh, commercialise uh, mostly through to operation. Mostly Brilliant. Through operation. Thank you, uh, thank you, Jack and uh, Simon. So welcome to the podcast. Um, it's great to have you on and we're really excited. Um, so what we'll do is we're going to go into um, we've got some questions lined up for you and feel free to answer them in the best way that you can. But I've got a little opening statement here, something I read recently. Golf in the UK now has seen a, has seen a surge of participation um, with an extra 2.3 million adults playing golf in the region, so in the UK, in 2020. And this is despite COVID-19 means they're up to 5.2 million players now. Um, and that's the highest figure recorded this century. Wow. Jack, being that you work in the UK, I just want to quickly ask you, how does this make you feel? Is this is this really good news for you, for you and your business? Yeah, it's great. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's good to see as a golfer. It's good to see lots of people joining uh, and playing golf. Last couple of uh, last couple of months have obviously been very difficult in regards to getting out of out of the house, and, and golf's been a good outlet for people. So uh, it's been fantastic to see people getting out and, and playing the golf courses, and hopefully the uh, the industry within the UK will uh, will really benefit from it going forward. Just to Simon, I mean, obviously um, it's difficult for people to get over to to Spain right now, particularly from the UK. But um, with regards to golf in in Spain. Uh, what sort of percentage of business do you see um, golfers that are maybe new to the game from a, a Spanish point of view? Well, again, there's been a large increase in Spanish federated um, players. So I think it's been in the region of 40 percent increase, um, which is fantastic. Uh, gives us a, a broader scope to, to aim for. Absolutely amazing. I mean, it's it's really encouraging to see that the sport of golf is getting maybe a bit more visibility. Obviously, we know it's not a major sport compared to football, to rugby, etc. But I think 
just get it raising that profile a bit more and also in these times of covid and you know mental health which we've touched upon in our previous um episodes it's a great opportunity for just people to get out and you know let's hope that that increase will will stay there going forward jack yeah. can i uh, put that to you actually um and ask you the same thing obviously um, a venue like yours is, is very sought after. Are you seeing um, a return of customers like regulars or is it more there's a lot of new business coming your way? Yeah, it's a bit of both, actually. It's um, it's a lot of our, our regular clients that couldn't host their events um, over the past 12 months that are, that are sort of back in the end of the year that are looking to, to obviously get out and, and enjoy the courses again. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of new um, and you guys coming for the for the individual side for your golf stays, you, your four people to eight people to 16 people, uh, really popular with, with, with different people that we haven't seen before. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of about 50 50, I think, with, uh, with with the regulars that are desperate to get back and, and the guys that are desperate to try something, something completely new. So I just want to come back to Simon because we've spoken about, I think, with Jack about the UK sector or the UK venues, for example, obviously seeing a good increase in demand both from new and existing, uh, sorry, previous customers. But Simon, with regards to obviously the state of play with regards to international travel and particular where you're based in Spain, obviously the UK market is very important to the country, not 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 only to the golf sector. What new nationalities are you seeing emerging as a result, if any, for, for the golfing market? Um, well, I think the increasing market has actually been the French. Uh, okay. The French have um, taken the lead on the, on the increase in certain destinations, like, for example, Mallorca um, and here in Cadiz. Uh, okay. that, that's been a promising sign, of, and that's been growing over the last few years, but as a direct result of the pandemic, I think it's it's just been an absolute mixed bag of nationalities all desperate to come down. So the bookings for autumn are off the scale. Wow. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, I, I know that from a... I suppose from my side of things, you know, you know, both Martin and I, we work for um, a, a golf travel operator. I think we've certainly seen... Um, Business has, has been predominantly directed towards domestic, and I'm sure that's not just uh, the case in the UK, as you've pointed out in Spain, and I'm sure France, Italy, etc. They're they're seeing exactly the same. But uh, for us, yeah, as you mentioned, autumn is looking very promising. We're obviously waiting for that, you know, green light uh, trigger to happen. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to spread any rumours as to when that will be because personally, I don't like rumours, yeah. and I and I also think it it gives people a sense of false hope. So and that's certainly yeah. something that we don't don't want to do but um the, the emotional roller coaster damien has been unbearable <laughs> oh gosh you can <laughs> how's tell it me- been for for you jack obviously um I, I actually had a question here i really wanted to ask how are you guys marketing yourself um to the repeat customers and obviously the new golfers considering the, the pandemic has it been easy or is it pretty straightforward We've been um, we've been quite lucky in in hosting rather large events on on the TV. So we've managed to be able to, to prove um, by watching those that you can that you can do it at our venue. Um, that we are able to, to to work with the COVID laws. That we're able to to do to do things safely. Which I actually think, uh, as well as bringing people back in and, and being a lifeline for us, it's uh, it's also actually helped helped build the confidence uh, that we know what we're doing. We're able to do it on a, a relatively 
large scale, albeit no no fans, which was a shame. But it's uh, I think that that's helped with the confidence, especially uh, on our side, to be able to use that as a as a marketing tool uh, as well as a confidence booster. It's been it's been great. And how's everyone feeling at the at your venue? Is there is there a sense of hope now? Is everyone? I mean, is, are you fully open? That, that's probably another question. Are you fully open? You know, hotel, golf courses, everything else. Yes, yeah, same as Simon on that uh, on the emotional roller coaster. Actually, it's uh, it, we're all we're all desperate for 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 the for it to all go all be back and be a uh, be a bad dream. Um, but you know, like you say, you don't you don't want to pull any any false hope. Mm. We have, we are able to get the hotel open. The hotels are open. The golf courses are. I mean, we've got six hundred golfers over the weekend, which is which is fantastic a day. So we we've got plenty of golf mm. and and then loads of demand it's um yeah we're, we're almost there uh thank goodness for the for the nice weather we've had because that was uh, that was the difficult when you when you sat outside trying to enjoy your beer with your gloves and your scarf mm. and your hat on wasn't much fun I'll drink, I'll drink to that any day, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, by the way, we do have a rule on the podcast is do bring a beer if you can. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's very bit of courage. Simon, uh, listening to what Jack has to say, and I, I know it's difficult right now because we know that the British tourism market in general is very important to Spain. It's very important to everywhere in the world. You know, when British, yeah. when the British go to travel, they travel. You know, you always find British somewhere. And obviously you're saying that, you you know, you're filling the void now with French golfers, which is fantastic to hear. I think there's been an increase because of the Ryder Cup based in Paris. And I think that is definitely pushing more French people to realise that golf is a sport for all. Um, how is it for you guys? How, how are your hotels managing and, and, you know, and your golf, your golf courses? Is it is, is there a renewed um, vigour and renewed um, sense of, yeah, we're, we're, we're coming out of this. We're heading in the right direction. There's certainly a, a feeling of, of positivity and certainly steps in the right direction. We had uh, the owners of the company down recently and, and made uh, a talk to the team. So um, everything's going in right back, right direction. Hotels are beginning to open. Uh, members of staff are coming back from from furlough or you know hours are being increased. So that's re- that's a really good sign and, and a very welcome sign to see our our colleagues coming back and mm. being able to see them after so long. Um, tricky thing with the hotel side of things is is that we can only sell a certain percentage of the occupancy of the hotel with covid restrictions so we are uh, we, we could probably sell the hotel out 100 percent every weekend uh but we're not allowed to <laughs> yeah no of course so, and it's quite it's quite interesting simon because you touched upon about you know the joy, the joy of seeing people back seeing your employees returning from furlough and i think that also relates to the game of golf, doesn't it? Is that, yes, it's the competitive side of things. You're out on the course and you want to beat your partner or you you want to be the best in your four ball. But it's also more about actually being together as a group of, of four or eight or 12 people and just having that camaraderie, having that, you know, oh, my God, I can actually I can see someone physically rather than just across okay. the screen like we're doing here. You know, as, as I said at the start, you know, I can't wait to get out to Spain. And likewise, Jack, you know, it'd be great to come up and see you. But you well, know, I think Jack O's is around, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll play better this time as well. We had a very good round in Marrakesh. I have to say I was, it was uh, I was very hungover that morning. It was um, at the end of a very big golf conference. Um, in fact, Simon, you were there as well. 
And it's just one of those big, long weeks where you're meeting hundreds and hundreds of people, but you're also yeah. spending your evenings out and about in bars and restaurants, drinking way too much. But that's the travel industry when you go to these conferences. That's, and I do, that's do where remember the best t- networking is, Martin. That's uh, the only way you know me. That's where the best networking is. <laughs> yeah. That's where business is really done. That's Absolutely. It. You don't do it when you're sat down in a, in a stuffy uh, uh, conference or you get it done over, over a round or with some with beer. For next, real, yeah. next, next time I come out and visit you, Simon, we're going to have a round we're gonna have a round of golf and then we can talk business on the golf course but i do remember having i do remember having a very good round with uh with jack and and damo and uh and and you're oh um who joined us i forgot who joined it was neil it was neil yeah my apologies neil i know you're listening my apologies um so i'm looking forward to um beating you on the uh on one of your courses soon that's why we need to get it in as soon as possible before you keep practicing that's the uh that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before, I, before I get too good um so we, we we were actually going to have a third guest on here but sadly uh, another friend of ours uh Neil if you're listening hope you hope hope's all good buddy um but obviously he was going to be coming on talking from the UK to operations side but actually we have an instant replacement because <laughs> our, our, my fellow co-host here Damo or well, I now reference him to Mr Damien Irwin product <laughs> contracting manager for a major UK golf tour operator I think you could probably answer the question I was going to ask Neil is um, how is your business preparing for the eventual return of overseas golf travel demo well i think it's um you know we're doing that obviously with the help of uh, the likes of, of jack and and simon in this conversation is that we're obviously finding out what their rules and regulations how they're coping with um the pandemic you know what uh, protocols they're putting in place because i think ultimately it's the safety of our customers that is of utmost importance. Yes, we all want to return back to pre-pandemic levels. Um, however, I think not just golf industry, but tourism in general is going to take time for that to return. It's going to be, you know, late 2022 if you know we carry on going on in the right tra- right trajectory regarding vaccinations, etc. So I think. You know, putting that seed of confidence in uh, in the minds of our customers is is most important. Obviously, making sure that we've got you know necessary offers in place. Um, we're also doing a lot of work with regards to COVID testing, so we do offer that to our our customers as well. So whether they're you know flying now or maybe holding off for a, a month or so until things change for the better. So it's all about I think communication, not just with our customers but also with our suppliers and also from an internal point of view is making sure that we're all singing to the same hymn sheet, basically. So, yeah, let's hopefully, you know, these past 12, 16 months, I'm sure Jack and Simon will agree, have been hell for everyone in the travel industry. However, there is definitely that seed of um, those green shoots coming through. So um, we just want to find a little bit more about our listeners. Um, we obviously talked uh, a little bit in depth about how the the golf travel industry is is operating at the moment. However, um, Simon, I suppose to come to you first. Um, talking about golf and golf travel, uh, what what first got you into the golf travel industry? <laughs> My dad got me a Sunday job when I was. <laughs> 14, nearly 15 years old. Okay. And, um, working in Walton Heath. My last oh, wow. 
no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we, went, we didn't divulge any any names. You just said, you know, where you were working. Uh, the- uh, the golf courses are, av- are available, by the way, yeah. just in case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, that, that got me into uh, this this life purely by that one action uh, of uh, you know being in the in the golf club, you know, tidying up, and you know for three hours, three hours only, you know, getting paid what three euros or something, three sorry, three pounds an hour or something like that as a kid. But it was work experience, and I was in in the golf environment, and then. So how did that morph there, into yeah. a life in Spain? <laughs> there's been a lot of steps <laughs> so that that led to um you know working in a in a golf tour operator, a small family run golf tour and i was like i was the only out, outsider working in that and and that was very very hands-on because everyone did everything so you you were the the web master you were the content provider you were the contractor you were the product manager you were the salesperson at the same time admin it was is the whole thing you were you were master of the universe in other words <laughs> learned a lot of stuff in a very short time and then uh, and then that company went um, bankrupt unfortunately do you remember when the uk uh, value fell heavily against uh, the yeah. 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 all the outstanding invoices well they just quadrupled or you know they just went off the scale uh, and that that destroyed quite a few tour operators and then um and then, then from there, that I jumped into uh, your golf travel. Another tour operator. That's all right. <laughs> other, tour, right. other tour operators are other, available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> other tour operators. So, uh, so then that went from that, and then, uh, and then I was in. Um, oh no, st- step back a bit. I went to a golf show in in Cancun, in Mexico. Well, you know the IGTN, IGTN yeah. in in Mexico, and that's where I met my now wife. Oh, fantastic! So, so not only. Yeah. Not only did it bring you, you know, a hopefully a future career opportunity, but also brought you love, which is brilliant, you know, fantastic. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, 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 I met Martin and, and Damo, so that that went well, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> golf is oh, the dear. golf is the sport that brings people together. Unlucky for you. Exactly. Well so said. Jack, um, listening to Simon's story there, obviously, you know, fantastic. What got you into golf? I mean, were you playing as as, as a young age? Yeah, I, I started it. I started it when I was eight. My my mum wanted to be to have something to do when they retired with, with my dad. Uh, decided that she was going to give golf a go. Took me to the to the local driving range with her because I couldn't stay at home on my own. Uh, the, the pro gave me an eight iron, and and, and that the rest was history. Um, stood there for about half an hour hitting an eight iron about fifty yards, and and the pro said I'm I'm, I'm relatively impressed by that, uh, which was the last time anyone said that about the game. So. Uh, <laughs> So, I'm, yeah, pretty, I'm pretty sure we said that in when we played around with you in Morocco. That's for sure. There was a couple of good shots in there, wasn't there? There was a couple <laughs> of good shots in there. Um, so, so yeah, and uh, being around golf courses, uh, being around golf, golf my whole life basically. Um, yeah. My mum said something similar: uh, get yourself a job. It's coming up to Christmas. It's time for you to do something. So I think I was 15, maybe doing a bit of pot washing in the in in the back of a back of a kitchen, which was. Yeah, it wasn't the most glamorous, but um, but it was good. It it paid the no bills I had at the time. Um, <laughs> it didn't pay good money either. So um, so yeah, no, it was great. And and then from there, I did work in the shop. I did work behind the bar. I I, I did did the lot. Um, and just really enjoyed that. Uh, the one I didn't like was when you had to pick the golf balls up on the buggy, uh, and all your mates would go down the range and hit golf balls at you for for oh. half. Yeah, we've all done that before. We've all done that before. That is painful indeed. I mean, 
I, yeah, I think we both. I, I think you both touched upon obviously what you were doing before. You know your current roles you know came to fruition but where would um you know let's let's go back to you jack where would we best uh, find you on holiday and and why you know whether that's a golfing trip or maybe something completely different yeah so i i'm, I'm out the box with it really you wouldn't you wouldn't find me playing golf my, my other half wouldn't be too impressed if we were going on a golfing holiday um <laughs> we're um we're both into sort of winter sports so uh oh, uh, Rhiannon's a, a really good skier, so um, so we, we go out and we uh, yes, south of France. Um, Andorra's a favourite for us when when we go skiing. Um, lovely, the, lovely place. I, I second that. Uh, Pazla Casa for nightlife is oh, yeah. unbelievable, and uh, this the this snowboarding and skiing in Andorra is just out of this world. But yeah, I agree with you totally yeah. on that one, Jack. Other 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 ski resorts are available. Other ski uh, resorts yeah, are available. Aside from the Cadiz coast, then uh, Simon, where would we be likely to find you on holiday with your wife? Ah, oh, well, we. The, the year of the pandemic, we had lined up uh, Porto. Okay. We wanted to see Porto. And we, we had a four-night trip stay, um, books for that. And then after that, we had lined up the north of Spain, because I've never been to the north of Spain. I wanted to see Bilbao, Cantabria, Gijón, Oviedo. I wanted to, because I heard so much about the north of Spain. I've never been there. So we, we kind of go on these trails and I think explore. it's I think it's one of those hidden gems, isn't it? I've heard a lot about the not just the level of golf there, but also beautiful beaches. The cuisine up in Galicia is supposed to be amazing fish, etc. So yeah. I'm, I think I'm with you. I mean, you know, um, I'm hoping at some point to, to also be based in Spain. That could be one, two, three years time. And that's definitely on my bucket list to hit the north of Spain as well. So I might have to join you and perhaps we'll have a round of, perhaps, perhaps have a round of golf up there or something, Simon. I'm sure we've got enough contacts it's, between us to. Uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's booked in. What about what about um, Jack? Sorry, no, Martin. Sorry. No, uh, I was going to exactly the same, same, same yeah. thing to Jack. I mean, um, one of the questions we like to ask our our guests is, um, what's their two top favourite destinations to travel to? And um, we've had some of them people saying uh, Maldives and uh, Mexico and um, and Croatia. Um, obviously. You've always mentioned that you wouldn't be going away playing golf. Obviously, you'd rather go snowboarding and skiing with your partner. And that's fully understandable. Um, putting that aside, what's your top destination? Somewhere you've traveled to or somewhere you want to travel to? I haven't done a, done a huge amount of traveling. Um, it, it sounds like we've, we've sorted a four ball for the north of Spain. So that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. So can't that, wait. That, that's that box stuff. Yeah. Um. I, I like the idea of doing the north, the northern lights. Um. Oh, it, yeah. One, one that I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see it. Um. And I've heard that you know, you, you that that area, that sort of Nordic areas are uh are great. So, so yeah, that that's that. Um. Do do, do like a bit of fish as well to to, to eat. So uh, anywhere by the coast is is good for me too. Well, I'll tell you what, there's another four ball we can do here. We could go up to Lofton Links in Norway. And if you've ever seen the pictures, I remember when I spoke to the general manager there, he sold it to me within 30 seconds. He just showed me a picture of the second hole. I think it's a, a par three and it's absolutely stunning. I know the picture was it wasn't engineered. It was a genuine picture, but the, the northern lights was obviously enhanced. Um, so maybe we'll we'll move that four ball from northern Spain to uh, to, to Norway. Oh, we come in. I'm not uh, <laughs> no, I was I was watching uh, I was watching some of the Scandinavian Masters recently, and um, you know said to my wife, "Oh, I'd love to 
play golf in Scandinavia. And she said, oh, why? I said, well, you can literally during the summertime play at 11 o'clock at night and still see mm. your ball, which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, how often do you get a chance to do that in the UK? Midnight golf is definitely one of one of my tick lists. Um, Simon, what's your um, favourite destination? Obviously, you're talking about holidays. Is there a place that, you know, money is no object or somewhere you'd like to share with our listeners and say you've got to travel here? Uh, I'm, I mean, obviously, living here, living next to the beach. So when I want to go away, I want to find something that's not sunbathing and beaching. So um, and I've always had this thing in my mind that I wanted to see Alaska because it's just so wild and so opposite. Mm, to here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know, maybe excursions, go see you know, glaciers, go see, you know, from a safe distance, uh, bears. <laughs> <laughs> But just something completely the opposite of here, you know. That's that's what I want to see when I go when I, I, if I money was no object, then I could go anywhere. You know, that would probably be. I think that'd be fantastic because not only are you, you know, you say you're experiencing something completely different to your normal beach and sunbathing holiday. You're also, I suppose, going a bit out of your comfort zone in the fact that okay, well, I'm actually mixing outside of my golf industry. I'm not I'm not going to play golf. However, I am being outside, and I think that's one thing, you know during the recent times that we've all experienced everyone wants to be outdoors now mm. everyone wants to be enjoying the atmosphere enjoying nature enjoying the countryside so i think not only are we going to see an increase in those side of holidays but personally i think golfing holidays will be a massive increase for the next 6 12 18 months because people are outside and that's what they want to be doing yeah i mean, imagine i mean i was thinking now just the, the the combination of something completely opposite and contrasting and wild with yeah. golf it will probably be maybe new zealand oh i want to ask you your two top favorite golf courses in the world obviously jack knowing that you work for one of the the best in the uk you're probably going to put that as number one uh, otherwise you might be in trouble so i'll go to simon <laughs> first and let, and let jack think about it simon your two top golf courses in the world please wow now i've got to try and rack my brain as to remember all the places i've been to now so um well just okay. off the top of your head just off the top of your head Valderrama. yeah because yeah. i had an insane round of golf there where i just couldn't do anything wrong every slice every top every shank it just bounced back and went in the hole so wow that was <laughs> so you one got, of the, so, you, so you went under par then round, <laughs> Rama, yeah I, I could have hit the caddy it would have gone back into the fairway it was one of those days so you know but just from that memory of of that day in, in Valderrama was 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 really quite special yep. um and then I don't know the, the second one I've been to so many places now I can't remember do you know what, what? I mean, it's tough for a second one. It's tough to choose. It is tough. It is. You know, to follow Valderrama. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jack, then? Go on. You give us your favourite, too. Yeah, I won't go boring. I won't pick the standard, as you're going to expect. So I had two in the States. I did a little stint out in the States whilst I was at university. So I think my second favourite was opposite where I work was Winged Foot. Uh, where they just had the US Open, that was uh, a really good fun course. That was probably up there when I uh, w- when I do a top ten, it's it's it, it's right up there. Um, that was one of the first proper a proper Open Championship, US Open Championship golf courses I've played. Is that and is then, that the course where Bryson DeChambeau won last year? Yeah, I didn't play anything like he did. 
I've tried the, the, the smash and gouge. Uh, it's into smash and, smash and lost ball actually more than more than gouge it out. Um, but it was great fun. Um, and then the, the top one I've played is a place not not many people know it, but the the, the the Floridians all know it. A place called Macarthur, which is down near Stewart in uh, in Florida, between sort of Stewart and West Palm Beach. Uh, very exclusive place. I was very lucky to know somebody who um, who was there. That they reckon a lot of the tournament from the Masters go there before Augusta. It's uh, it's that good. Um, I had one. I'll be quick. The uh, the caddy said to me when I got there, I had about a twelve foot putt. He said to me, um, be, "Be be careful, mate. These are quick." And I looked at him, gave him a, a little British wink, thought I'll have this, and I said, to him, it's "Not my first rodeo, mate." And then, then did twelve foot by, and he laughed, and he went, "You didn't stay in that rodeo long, though, did you?" And that was- <laughs> Oh, and do you know what Damo obviously one of the things we like to do is get a story out of people yeah, but I think Jack, Jack's given us the story that's story it. of the pod you know <laughs> listen to the caddy he knows this he, he knows the course better than you do yeah I think he's up there as well I still knocked it 12 foot by <laughs> just before we finish off I noticed Jack you've got a you've got a shirt behind you I see it's uh it's Mr Shearer now the Euro 20s have just kicked off can I just quickly have very quickly your 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 selection for the winner who's going to win the euros jack england are going to win the euros it's coming home uh, and simon i want to say someone random because i just love an underdog but in england's always the underdog <laughs> I, I i personally don't follow football so but i'm going to go with italy it's italy's a safe bet italy's a safe bet i would love yeah. to, i'd like to see someone like denmark do something bonkers again and, and like, well, like, well, actually, like they did in 92 yeah, I was I was actually just going to say, I mean, some one team that's been out of it for a while, and I don't think they were in the last major tournament, is uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands, watch out for them. Well, listen, uh, guys, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast this week. It's been an absolute pleasure to, uh, to see you all again. I haven't seen you, I haven't seen you, Simon, and I haven't seen you, Jack, for a long time. It's been such a long time. But um, thank you very much for coming on to the pod and, and sharing your insights in travel. And um, maybe, again, when we do another podcast on golf we'll get you on in in the future and we'll, we'll talk some more but um no I think, I, I think the next time should be either at a pub or one of either simon or jack's venues where we can have a round together i, I, I think the podcast definitely requires a visit to both yeah. venues i think that's it, yeah. it, was, it was in the small print of that email you sent me yes it is it's it in was, the terms and yeah. conditions yeah, i'm glad you read it. it i'm glad you read it <laughs> But um, I, again, thank you guys for, for joining us. Look after yourselves and I wish you both the best of luck. Jack, it's um, obviously business is booming for you guys. And Simon, it sounds like things are doing great without the Brits, but we'll be back and we'll be supporting your business as best we can. Definitely, yeah. Thanks thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, guys. Really enjoyed it. Thanks. Cheers. And there we go. That is it for our guests today. Damo, what a fantastic podcast that has been. And I, I, it's been great listening to Simon. Um, we've got to stop bringing people on who, who don't live in the UK. I'm so jealous. Every time <laughs> they ring in, oh, I'm in Spain. Life is great. And it, it's great to see Jack. You know, his, his, you know, the business he works for is booming. But I think our guests want to know what our favourite two golf courses are. You know, we've asked everyone else. So, um, Damo, your top two, please. So I think um, I think very similar to like what Jack said is um, I suppose I might go a bit off the the cuff really and 
Um, it was actually the location for my very first major golf uh, travel exhibition. Um, it was a course called Royal Bled, which is based in Slovenia, in Ljubljana. Oh. Um, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the course was fantastic, but the backdrop, uh, mountains. Uh, we played in um, November, October, November time, so it was almost just approaching winter. We actually had a very good day for it. Um, but yeah, highly recommend it. Um, Ljubljana, a fantastic city. I think Martin, you'll agree as well. And, um, yeah, the golf course was, was absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think my second one, I'd probably be quite traditional really. And, um, and probably have to say Sunningdale old course. Um, I was very lucky enough to play it with, um, uh, my old school golfing society a couple of years ago. And, um, I had the fortunate enough um experience of playing both courses there so i played the new course in the morning and i played the old course in the afternoon and oh my god it was just absolutely pristine and um in fact the people there uh, but just the whole setting was just beautiful it was just absolutely stunning what about yourself martin i know you haven't played golf as much as i have but you know there must be some nice courses that you visited yourself I, I, I've been quite lucky um, in the sense of um, I haven't played much in the UK and what I have played in the UK um, is OK, um, but it doesn't rank up there with, say, you know, Sunningdale. For me, um, the best course ever has to be Le Golf National uh, in Paris, the host of the Ryder Cup yep. in 2018. I was very lucky to be there on the Sunday. I was actually on the 16th um, when they won it. Um, oh, I'm, brilliant. I'm actually, yeah, I'm a big fan of um, Molinari. Um, for some reason, he, 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 that year I know he won the Open, and it was um, it was big Phil 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 Mickerson, and I just remember looking up thinking, oh here we go, and he put it in the water right in oh, front of me, yeah, that's it. and the atmosphere there was fun, it was unbelievable, no absolutely stunning. If you've got any course you want to play in France, there, there are others obviously, but for me it's Le Golf National, and then I'm gonna. I think I'm going to, I, I could actually say also um, the, the three courses up in the 2K, um, Le 2K La Mer, which is Ooh. a stunning Lynx course. And their sister courses over in Hardlow, Le Pines and the Dunes, Les Pins, Les Dunes, um, both unbelievable courses. I haven't yet played the Dune and that's going to be on my list. But we, I think had, if I'm, we actually had quite a funny story, didn't we, Martin, about playing La Mer a couple of years ago. Oh, I, I think we tried cool. to, bra- we, well, we tried to brave it through the rain, didn't we? And I think we you got were to actually- the ninth. You were I actually got to playing th- your best golf ever. I know. I'd had a nightmare morning on the pines. And I remember our, one of our colleagues was, uh, he, he was trying to, you know, come on, mate, you can do it. And I sat in the buggy for like, I missed two holes. I was like, I can't do this. This is rubbish. And um, I think someone actually shot up our backsides. Yeah. And I, one of the questions I was going to ask the guys, and I totally forgot is, do we, you know, with a lot of new golfers, are we seeing a change in etiquette? And it happened to me recently yeah. on a course down here in Brighton. I was really annoyed that, you know, these, these uh, club members uh, and, and me and my playing partner, Liam, if you're listening, hello, mate, this is a good podcast. Keep listening. <laughs> mate. Um, Spread the um, word. Indeed. And um, he, he, it doesn't matter. We weren't keeping the, we weren't slow players or we, we were always a hole ahead of everyone. Uh, but they decided to shoot up our backsides and then they had a go at us, which I thought was out of order. Um, and obviously etiquette is going to change. And I think new golfers need to learn, but we need to evolve. Golf needs to evolve. You know, the RNA is evolving. More female golfers are now playing, which is fantastic. More memberships are, are female golfers. And that has to happen. That can't change. This sport is not about men. And I know that the golf industry is full of blokes and golf travel is essentially just another excuse for guys to go away with their pals for a you know five day golf trip and you know kind of like um uh, going on a bit of another stag do i know it's seen like that but actually there's a lot of golfers and i put myself in there 
And let me say hello to um, my golfing friends, um, La Hackers. Hello, boys. <laughs> I, I told you I'll get in the pod sometime. But when we go away, um, we're not we're not that kind. Yeah, we have a few drinks, but we actually we enjoy the good foods. And I, I took them to the 2K in 2019 and we had a great time. They love the food. Uh, one of the lads hates his tomatoes and he ordered a, a burger from Le Café uh, de, Le, Le de Sport. And he said, oh, monsieur, no tomates. And it turned up with tomatoes. Um, so he wasn't best impressed. So that's now our WhatsApp group, No Tomat. Um, but we have a good time we, we do do forfeits as well but we, yeah. we're not that kind of you know golf society well call ourselves society there's only four of us yet um there's a, memberships are open if you want to join but we're not like <laughs> we're, we're not brilliant golfers but we absolutely adored playing Le Maire like you and I did so when I went back to play Le Maire with them for me it was like finishing that round that I never got yeah. to finish and I remember it being me and Grant hello Grant back in down in Australia I hope you're still listening um <laughs> We, we we played on while the rest of you disappeared back to the clubhouse. We're like, what's going on? Oh, it's raining. I said, well, that's France in in October. What do you expect? So anyway, I digress. I think for me, um, for me, the Golf National or any of the courses in the 2K are unbelievable. And I'm going to throw mm. Morocco in there. You know how much I've travelled to Morocco over the yeah. years, mm-hmm. and I absolutely adore all the courses there. Asrafid Golf Course, you've got to play it. It's unbelievable. You've also got to go and play the Fairmont Royal. That's where you, me, Jack, and uh, yeah. Neil are around, mm-hmm. and that is a fantastic, absolutely, absolutely great, a great course and superb service as well. I think. Oh. In no. general, Morocco, you know, some may may get a bit of a bad rep about, you know, oh, I may get hassled by street sellers and everything. But in all honesty, no. we were no, just yeah. we were just we were just outside Marrakesh Centre, yeah. weren't we, when we stayed there, and no hassle whatsoever. And whatsoever, and I I I, I defy anyone to prove me wrong. I mean, I went there on a holiday. Um, um, not be- not long before that, and I was with someone else, and um, we only got hassled once, and that was it. Nothing gone. We walked through the souks, and no one bothered us at all. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place to travel. The, war- the very very warm weather. It's only a three and a half hour flight from from the UK. It's on the currently on the amber list at the moment, obviously. So you know, but they they from the Moroccan side, they oh they've just reopened their border, and they they're super excited to be able to get people in. Um, but other courses there, Almaden, Noria is a great course. It's rectangular um, greens, um, and the Royal it's the only course in the in marrakesh which tree lined and obviously you have the trophy hassan du which goes to um which is part of the european tour um and and, and played over there it's it's definitely worth going to uh, any golf course but there you go i i've kind of said too much there you asked for two and <laughs> that's all right that's I, fine yeah, Twenty thousand. but it's that time of the uh the podcast demo and um i still haven't yep. really muted but here we go ding ding, ding. demos travel world news all no um, news but I've actually got some news myself. I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to jump in ahead of you, Damo. So right, you remember on our last podcast with yeah. um, with Andy, with Simon and with Owen. Hello, chaps. Hope you're, you're still enjoying the, the, the podcast and you're listening. In. And we're talking to Andy about um, um, traveling um, to Ibiza and, and clubbing. And we asked him, did we think the clubs would be open? And obviously, Owen, he loves his his music as well. Well, according to the Ibiza news, they will be hosting a very first legal 2000 person rave. Um, since the pandemic began, and it's uh, it's a it's a pilot it's a pilot test, a bit like we had in here in the UK a couple of weeks ago up in Liverpool. So all I can hope is um, Andy, if you're listening, if you're going, we want to hear some story. We want to hear something back back from you. We'll get you back on the podcast. Yeah. You can tell us about it. And I hope it I hope it works well because it will be great for um, Ibiza and travel when Spain is on the green list and we're able to travel to Ibiza. If the test event works very well, like the ones did in Liverpool then there is hope for us yet to be able to hit a dance floor in Ibiza before the end of the year. 
Oh, definitely. And I think just uh, keep it on the subject of Spain as uh, a story I heard earlier today is that uh, the Valencian region or the Comunidad Valenciana is going to be the first region, I think, in Spain, if not Europe, um, to introduce the new COVID passport scheme okay. so that that's actually going to happen from next monday so quite controversial uh, though i mean i know in the uk we've spoken about it and there's yeah. a bit like anything you know mm-hmm. it's always a bit of controversy but at the end of the day i think these um, passports will probably become common ground across the eu and we might have to adapt the uk we might have to adapt ourselves to having to do this so yeah well i think if i'm if i'm not uh, mistaken i heard recently that uh, uefa have said uh, those who are attending football matches at wembley for the up and coming uh, euro 2020 delayed championships they will have to either produce um, a covid type passport that they've had both vaccinations within the past 14 days or uh, if not a negative test. So it sort of almost begs to, to sort of question why are they doing that for an international sporting event and why not are they not doing it for international travel? Maybe maybe you want to send us through your views, send us through um, your thoughts or your, your comments and should that be applied to international travel? Um, Martin, maybe just remind people of how they can get in contact with us. Yeah, so you can get us on email, our travel our world podcast at gmail.com. You can DM us on uh on Instagram at the Travel World at the Travel World Podcast, and if you're into tweeting, we're at podcast underscore travel. No, oh, that's brilliant. And just lastly, just um, with regards to some travel news, um, uh, this has recently been done, and at the time of recording, um, this has been uh, in the past 24 hours. Um, the UK and the US have agreed to a new Atlantic Charter. Um, so that's obviously very good for the travel industry. Um, so it'll be, include a way of relaunching travel between the two countries as soon as possible. Um, I think we all agree that we want travel to happen ASAP. Um, and let's hope that those American, European um, airways will soon open up very soon. What's on our next podcast, Damo? I think you're you're about to ask me. And I was going to say to you, yes, Damo, maybe yeah. ask me. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, Martin, actually, I'll ask you, what is, what is coming up on our next podcast? So, so our next podcast out on the 30th of June, we're talking to workers workers who are workers i hear you say damon well the workers are the people that keep the uh, the travel industry going these are people that work in hospitality that work in uh, restaurants bars um and they give up their summers well i say give up their summers they decide to take themselves over to um wherever it may be so well let's use ibiza being that it's a topical subject like i did i i was actually a worker myself i was a holiday rep but i was also a worker and i went and worked in a fabulous restaurant and met a lot of my friends there so we got some uh, some people that we know that are going to come on and tell us about the worker life what it's like to earn very little money and survive away from home but also probably have the best summer of their life so that's the next pod coming up on the 30th of june 30th of june the workers pod so there we go thus this is the golfing pod it has been an absolute pleasure as always damon and i think we'll leave it there and we look forward to being back in two weeks time with our next podcast definitely see you on the tea very soon absolutely see you soon guys thank you very much cheers bye